Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined to my right by Vance. He's sitting in front of good old Ranger. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have Todd Young on speakerphone and Kevin Cochran from Kevin Cochran Guide Service. He's also on the phone. And like always, this podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. You can find us at on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I picked up another Twitter follower. Excellent. It was a radio station. Oh, nice. I, nice. There might be somebody who like runs this station's Twitter or whatever. I don't know. I still think it's a robot. It could be. <laughs> but, yeah, or, no, no, no followers that carry weight. Or could it be we're going to be syndicated from a radio station? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, That's probably it. Uh, thank you, Todd. I need someone to at least agree yeah. and not look at me. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Yep. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we don't have that many baits left in stock. So, if anybody needs a bait before, you better get in touch with us because I literally have single digits of a lot of the bait line um, as of this podcast, which will be, whatever, mid-April. Yeah. So, Anyways, with that, uh, we have rod holders there in stock, a fresh supply. I have that all right here. Uh, Project X's, jerk baits with the Raptors, the Swimmer Series swim baits, Stinger glide baits, and um, I think well, I think you hit them. I all. think I hit them all. <laughs> Anyways, but what we don't have are crank baits. But do you know who does have crank baits? Boss Shed. and Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, mm-hmm. Ravenna, Ohio. Check them out. Uh, they both have Facebook pages, so you can find a uh, Boss Chad Facebook page, Mark's Bait, Ta- Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo Facebook page. He also has an online store that is up and running, and Boschad.net. His new store has been up for, I don't know, maybe a month now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can check that out there. You can do all your ordering through there. Uh, Paul has been a great supporter of the podcast, so please check him out if you have any need for trolling baits. And... As Todd found out this week, he said he, he, he said a real funny joke in that mass text that he, he has too many baits, mm-hmm. which no one's yeah. ever said. Yeah, that's true. No one's ever said that. But if you need some more like everybody except Todd, uh, check out Boss Shads. Hopefully, a couple weeks, you guys will be down in Cave Run. Yeah, I, I have too many baits, too. I'm I, running out of storage compartments. And that 20-foot tiller. Yeah, it's bad. He's lying. I was I was in there today. Um, okay, so with that, Todd Young, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, tell us about you. Yes, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Check out our website. We're booking trips for, still have some, some days I want to fish here in the early season. I don't have my boat back yet, but it should be here shortly, and we're going to get started next week. But uh, here in Pennsylvania, uh, through... Through mid-May, we'll do some stuff on some of our local lakes here. And then starting up uh, Memorial Day weekend on Saturday, we're going to start at Chautauqua Lake. Vance will be doing some guiding with us also. And uh, June is uh, June's about done now for me, but we can still get you in a few days with Vance open. And July, August, we'll fish right through November. So uh, give us a call. We'll do our best to get you on some fish. Perfect. And St. Croix Rods. Check them out, stcroy.com, best on earth, multi-species, any species, St. Croix more than likely, absolutely positively will have a rod that'll fit your needs. So check them out. Thank you, St. Croix. And Kevin. 
Yes, uh, you can follow me on uh, Facebook. I have a fairly active uh, Facebook page, Kevin Cochran Muskie Guide Service. Uh, I do have a website, kevincochranguide.com. Um, I'm on Insta- Instagram as well, Kevin Cochran Guide. <clears throat> um, and, you know, right now, June, July, August, those three months, the summer months, uh, which is definitely my peak times for guiding. I've got maybe 15 days left uh, for all three of those months. And um, the fall is starting to fill up as well. So uh, you know, if anybody's looking at a trip, um, feel free to get in touch with me sooner than later. Uh, I guide in northwest Minnesota, um, Bemidji, specifically Bemidji, Cass Lake area. Uh, there's approximately five, six lakes that I guide on. Uh, I do I do primarily stick on Bemidji, Cass Lake, and Plantagenet. Um, so there's, uh, and it's, you know, Plantagenet, approximately 2,600 acres. Uh, uh, Bemidji chain, you're looking at maybe 7,500 acres, and then the Cass Lake chain, 26,000 acres. Cass Lake is a natural fishery, and the other two are stocked. So, um, you know, we have big water up here and also small lakes, too. That is a wide range from like 2,600 to 26,000. Yeah. Right. It is. It is. Yeah. You know, and, and all the lakes up here, they have their little, their little, uh, just unique factors that make them, uh, what they are. Uh, you know, you might have one lake that is really good in June and then you might have, uh, one lake that is, uh, that is incredible in November. And, you know, there's certain areas or certain lakes rather that I fish uh, certain times of the year and I've uh, over the last 13 guiding seasons I've kind of I've refined uh, my tactics to tell me exactly where I'm going to be and when so I mean if I, I'm looking at my date book right now and I can tell you exactly on June 9th what lake I'm going to fish <laughs> so um, yeah I'm pretty fortunate up here to have uh, quite a few different options uh, very close to me nice so we will find out more about you here after Vance has an announcement and power rankings. Yeah. On, uh, June 10th, uh, Muskie Zinc chapter, uh, 69, New York chapter 69 is running a tournament on Chautauqua Lake. Um, it is titled the Chautauqua Lake showdown. Um, and you can get involved in the tournament. It is 35 bucks, uh, if you're a non-member and 25, if you are a member, that's, uh, I think of any Muskie's Inc. chapter. There's uh, some perks right there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be six rods total. Uh, and it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be like an, an eight to nine hour tournament from what, uh, Zach Baker was telling me. He's uh, actually running this tournament. Um, but your three best fish in inches uh, is what's going to win it. Uh, there's also a $5 big fish pot if you want to get involved with that. Um, and you can <clears throat> excuse me, sign up uh, through Zach if you want to get a hold of him. Or you can also sign up at Chautauqua Real Outdoors in uh, Chautauqua Lake there. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a nice little tournament. Uh, hopefully there gets to uh, be a big uh a big crowd, but from what Zach was telling me, it's it's going to be one of the bigger ones they've done in recent uh, in recent memory here. From what he was telling me, but uh, you know, half of the I, I think some of the proceeds are going to go to 
uh, that minnow fund. They're trying to, to rebuild that, uh, relationship there. And, um, it's going to be a good tournament. I I'm thinking about doing it. Maybe Andy is going to maybe be my partner. I know Todd fish is on that day, but, uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you guys want to get involved in, in, in a tournament around here, there's going to be some good fishermen in it. Uh, Right, and I want to I want to stress this because you know tournaments they they can always get dicey when people don't understand. You can have seventeen people on your boat, six rods max. Mm-hmm. So, more or less, what that's saying is two fishermen per boat, unless you just want to hang out with your buddies. And then it's also your three longest fish. So if you catch a dozen fish, it's the three biggest of the dozen. Mm-hmm. If you catch, oh, that's nice. That's neat. Yeah, I, I, I that's, that's different. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's a really good way of doing it too, because you know, at that point, you know, someone that's onto something that just catch, just runs away with it doesn't always necessarily mean that they're gonna win. So it's it's a it's a different angle on that. Yeah. And he, he's he uh, the way that they're going to be doing it is the uh, you know catch photo release. They're going to be uh, uh, a photo of the the fish being measured uh, with your. Like the PMTT. Yeah, with your tag in it. Um, and that's it. So it, I, I, I like the way it sounds. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're in the area or you're local, uh, check it out if you're free. It's, uh, money's going to go to the good cause. Get little minnows, feed the muskies, make them big and strong, and then they have more muskies in the lake. Yeah. Okay, with that, we're going to the power rankings. All right, if you want to get involved in the power rankings, we've been doing it since the turn of the year here. Uh, send in your submissions. Sorry we can't get to them all right now. We eventually will. Um, but with guests and, and all the submissions, uh, it's kind of been tough. But we got four again this week. Coming in at four is going to be mine, and it's finally getting your boat ready for the season. Uh, gear, uh, spacing things, keep, keeping the boat clean, what, like you know, just ready to – Basically, all I got to do right now is drop it in the water, uh, and I'll be ready to fish. I'm currently working on that right now. Um, it's not so easy with Vance's boat because he's going to have to move four layers of my junk in front of it. <laughs> it's been here for two weeks, and it's already grown in. Yeah, that, that is true. That there's, it's turning into a shelf, kind of like the Ranger. But Well, hold on. All your stuff is in your boat. I didn't put anything in it. That's true, but I had to get around a lot of stuff to to get up into that you're welcome yeah <laughs> for storing it that was nice yeah yeah it is being stored in a very nice for free for, for free and his golf cart for free mm. which i much my family uses on a daily basis yeah. <laughs> it goes both ways but yeah man i you, you know it, get i get golf cart back man. i get a you know anxiety about it you know uh because i haven't been in the boat so long mm-hmm. and i'm just like where is everything you know, I like sat down in the in the chair and I was just like, okay, this item should be right here. This, you know, release tools go here. My trolling rods here, casting rods here. Make sure they're all tied up, ready to go. Uh, and for those who who obviously, I, I'm talking to everyone except me and Vance, who's not in the room. Vance is like with his hands saying, "This needs to go here," and he's pointing one direction. I am, yeah. and he's going like this, and. The garage door was open, and as I was getting the kids ready for for bed, I looked out and I could see him in the boat, and he was literally doing that. This goes here. <laughs> now this goes, like he's talking to himself. I was, <laughs> I was, I was. It it, it gets me anxious. Me and Todd, Todd are going to be fishing in uh, 
two weeks here down at at the PMTT, so uh, I, I, I got to have this stuff ready. So when Todd jumps in the boat, I'm like, don't look like a jackass. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give another visual because because he came so early to prep his boat a little bit. He he wanted to to tie the line tighter or wind the line tighter on his some of his reels. And my wife looks out the window. She goes, Vance must have a big snag or something in his reel. I'm like, why? Because he, he, she's like, he's walking across, like, to tie it to a tree and walk back. Like, there's a, like a knot really deep. <laughs> so yeah. that was, like, the oh, entertainment. I do, that. I do that all the time in the backyard. I tie it to the deck. I know, where, I know where 150 yards is. I know where I want my backing. But I'm always out there. And, that, you know, I have one neighbor that can, like, see me. And he, he always gets a kick out of it. You know, just the other day, you haul it over hey you getting any i said no nah, no action you know? <laughs> i'm walking walking through my yard with a big a wooden snag yeah. that's all yeah <laughs> i and and the thing was I, I had to find which reel was broken which saved me a lot of time well yeah so i you know i i had uh i had walked out like you know three four hundred foot of line and I started reeling. It was just click, 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 click. Oh I was my like, gosh. okay, this one is, this well, is the broken one. I've just wasted 800 feet. Well, stuff. yeah. Well, what he actually did was just cut the line through it there. So when I eventually do mow my dirt, it gets it's going to just get caught in the blades. I, yeah. I was conscious of that. I, I, I cleaned up very nice. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of dead birds caught in this giant, <laughs> giant rubble of line that he left. I did. I littered. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, you're not a you're not a true musk angler until you've wrapped Power Pro around your lawnmower blades. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna, I, I thought you were yeah. gonna say trolling motor yeah. and I'm like, Yep, I've done that. Yeah. Absolutely. How about having a how about having a cat swallow swallow it and have to have surgery? Oh my god. Oh man. yeah, that happened at, that happened at my house. I was playing with her, I I got a turkey and put a feather on there and oh my god they just love playing with it and i come in and a cat's laying there <laughs> she swallowed like 10 feet of line it's wrapped in her intestines and i you know oh. what do you do I, I i didn't want to just kill the cat I well could. my wife didn't want me to either but well I, 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 and then you call and, and, the, and the vet said what are you fishing for what kind of line is and it's like 80 pound <laughs> tiger braid and he's like i have to surgically remove this it's gonna kill the cat Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. This is an awful joke. That was joke. a bad one. This is an awful joke, but couldn't you do it like a loose tooth? You tie the one end on a door and just pull it out. It just slam the door. <laughs> it would not yeah. come out. I gave I gave it a tug. It was <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that cat's still around, right? I got to ask yeah, the question. She's 17 years old now. Yeah. When wow. you gave it a tug, what sound did the cat make? <laughs> just a, a gag. That's terrible. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. How, right, many, well, how many lives did he use yeah. on that one? Yeah. That's a good story, huh? <laughs> yeah, they have nine <laughs> lives. That's true. How many yeah. lives? Oh, my God. Hey, clean up your mess. That's right. I did that. Yeah. I did that today <laughs> after I cut all that line. But, yeah, getting your boat ready. Mine's in the process. You cut that line? I cut the line. Oh, jeez. Okay. It was disgusting. You should have seen how it was wrapped. What a mess. Okay, let's go to number three. Number three, Andy, take it away. Okay, mine is you're out having a good old time on the water, and you're sitting there, and something goes wrong. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's potentially going to ruin your fishing trip, and you just like look at it, assess the situation, 
without skipping a beat, you jump into action. Duct tape, zip ties, multi-tools, and you get it done. You you repair what needs to be repaired, and you continue your trip like nothing, like nothing really happened. And, and of course, I haven't gone on long extended trips, but the short trips that I do take, you know, and I've told the story on the podcast already. The one that comes to mind the most was that really bad trip I had to Presque Isle Bay off of Lake Erie, not Wisconsin. And it was early season. It might have been March, April, right around this time. Wind was blowing, no leaves on the trees. I had everything fail me. I'm in the middle of the bay, three-footers hitting us. Motor runs out of gas, the small one. So I'm able to jimmy the fuel line off the big motor, jam it on the four horse and uh, get it running to where we can make it to safety <laughs> with zip ties and a multi-tool a knife on the multi-tool yes wow so but i also was in a 14 yeah, foot great. boat so a three footer is big on a 14 foot boat <laughs> <laughs> yeah adjustments great on stuff. The i'm sure everybody's got stories of that man i've i've repaired a lot of things with leader material mm-hmm you know, take that stuff, wrap it around. I mean, you're dealing with hundred and some pound stuff. And, uh, I had, uh, I, w- I, w- I was running, running down a lake in Canada one time and, you know, motor, boom, gone. But, well, just shut down. It wouldn't take any throttle, pulled the, ca- and it, you know, it was just a little, I don't even know what they called Andy would know, but there's a, there's a little linkage that was cracked and it, the throttle wouldn't go. And I just said, well, I'll put those two together. And I did figure eights with my seven strand wire and, uh, I got through the whole week with it <laughs> with, with nice. a broken throttle a, linkage. It, it was, it was a, uh, it was like a linkage. Uh, you know, there's like two balls Yeah, and the, the little thing snaps over top. Yeah. Yeah. You just, yep. and it, it, it broke and I just did figure eights and I made this thing and I taped it up and I got through the week. Perfect. I mean, and it, it was like a, yeah, it worked. Yeah, it, it, it's always one of those things. It's like, oh, it broke. And you're just like, well, today's shot or whatever. But then you get this repair and you're like, is it going to work? And then there's that time that it's like, it's going to fail any minute. It's, should I just go back? And it's just nice when it yeah. works to where you can get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. continue yeah. your day yep. fishing. <laughs> and, you know, um, I used to have a, an older Ranger with the oil bath hubs. And, you know, it seemed like every year I would, no matter you know, how, how good a care I took of those hubs, I would blow those hubs out. Um, I think, uh, I blew them out like three times in one summer and there was a, and I wrecked my spindle on one and there was a, a week where I ran, uh, my Ranger, my Ranger trailer on three wheels. So oh, geez. I, was, I was pretty <laughs> impressed with that. <laughs> yeah. So. This isn't like fishing related, but I, I've heard, I've heard a story from from the person that actually did it. Was like something happened with their car and it like drained all the oil while they were like in the middle of nowhere. And they, I, I don't know how, but they might might must have got groceries. They had like a whole bunch of vegetable oil and they just dumped it in the engine. It was enough to get them home. It was slippery enough to get them home. That wow, is insane! Now, if, if if it was just a grocery, like I. If you're going to grocery store and back, I guess if you need to resort for vegetable oil to get home, there's very few places where a grocery store is more than 10 or 15 miles. Yeah. I would oh sooner God. walk than, than right. dump that into the <laughs> Yeah, I don't, 
don't know about that. Uh, who knows? The guy could have been a drunk and just lied to me, but that's what he said. Hey, he, he made the adjustment on the fly, and he was able to get home. He did. Via and, vegetable oil. And he just was like, yeah. someday, son, this is going to be on your power rankings. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he's like, you will someday. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. All right. done. That was a good one. Fix on the fly. Uh, two, Todd, take it away. Yeah, mine is sort of, I guess it's a little bit like Vance's. You know, it's that night before, the night before anything. The, the older you get, the less this affects you, but, you know. That night before opening day, you got the boat ready, you think, everything's ready, you're getting ready to go on your trip and, you know, trying to sleep that night, waking up in the middle of the night, wondering if you have this ready, that ready, you know. It happens in deer hunting, it happens for me in turkey season, and, you know, used to happen a lot more when you're younger, but as, as you go, it's like, yeah, I'm ready, let's go. But uh, that, that, that night before, it's always, always, always fun trying to get to sleep that night. Sometimes you, I try to go to sleep earlier, you know, because you want it to come. And, uh, you know. How does that turn you, out? You, you, yeah, then then you don't sleep that well. But, uh, you know, I've done that. You know, it's it's time for, you know, the first day of buck or the first day of, uh, of fishing. And you're all, you're, you're ready. And it's like, well, I can step and watch TV. But if I just go to sleep now, that alarm will go off here pretty soon. So, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that my night before is always a uh, fun night. You know, new new year, new season. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like it it really gets me too. I uh, still to this day, um, you know, my thirteenth year guiding, I I get that excitement to where I'm just I'm just like wired at night at midnight, one in the morning. I'm wired, and I know that I've got to get up yeah. at you know four thirty or five. And I'm like, gosh, you know, I just wish I could go to sleep for three yeah. or four hours. But <laughs> exactly. You know, and I think and I yep. think when you lose that. When you lose that, then you kind of you kind of lose that drive. You, you lose that uh, yeah that driving force that, that's that's behind behind everything that you're doing. You know, so yeah, I think yeah. that's a great thing. That's a great thing to have. Yeah, that that first day is pretty adrenaline filled. I do not get much sleep prior to that, and it it always like just it makes makes me nervous that I'm going to have a really crap day, but I, I usually do end up powering through like everything just on adrenaline and just the excitement of that first day. That's how I'll be mm-hmm. before, before the tournament, before the opener at Chautauqua, all that stuff. I do not sleep well at all. It's a mess. <laughs> I have very little add to this because most of my fishing is no closed season, so there was never this... You know, now granted, there's like Todd mentioned the laundry list, but I'm just talking musky fish, and I'm like, eh, I ain't got nothing to add to this, but I still felt the need to talk anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> beautiful. The night before it, too, Todd. That was a good one. Uh, coming in at one, Kevin, take it away. You know, um, uh, I would say just getting that fish to bite, uh, but really, really specifically um, for me. Uh, the thing that really gets me is the first week in November, maybe it's around a full moon and you're trolling after dark and the rod just starts singing. You know, you go over that, that fish that you've marked four or five times throughout the day that of course wouldn't bite during the day, but then right at at the perfect moment, the moon could be coming up, the sun could be setting, you know, but usually it happens at dark or, or at first dark. Um, you know, that rod just screaming and that right there, that does it for me. Cause I know in November, um, uh, if I get a fish to bite, you know, like the last year, um, 
we got three 50 inch fish in a row uh, trolling. And um, usually, if they're a 50 or 52 inch fish, they've got a really good shot at going 40 pounds that time of the year. Nice. So, yeah, specifically getting a fish to bite, trolling in November, hearing that rod sing. That's that's what does it for me. So that's your that's the uh, epitome of, of your fishing. It is. There. It really is. I mean, it's your favorite just, time. To sum it up, that's kind of why I fish the entire year to catch that, to have a chance. Uh, a nine year old uh, two years ago caught a 55 by 27 with me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this kind of the same, the same after dark on a two pounder. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and the rod just, just went. And we were over 40 feet of water, too. And I usually. I'm usually trolling uh, primary brake lines that time of the year and and um, near schooling ciscos and uh, whitefish. But I mean, I was I was just kind of throwing a hail mary there and just praying that something big was over this sixty foot hole. And I was I was getting there and, and the rod went off. But uh, yeah, absolutely, um, getting a fish a bite. But specifically that first week in November where the rod just starts singing after dark. That's it. Yeah, and I want to go on record. I want to go on record here and say that I allowed Kevin to have that power ranking because mine coincidentally was catching that fish you went over several times on the last week of October. Really? That's what it initially was going to be, but I'm like, I'm gonna. He's the guest. I'm yeah. gonna let him have it. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry for stealing your thunder. Uh, it's all right. You're the guest. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one, man. You know, I I don't know. I'm trying to think like there's there's been some fish like not necessarily like I, I know that what you're talking specifically is you have this fish marked you keep going in the same mm-hmm. area you're, you're getting a mark and whatever uh, my little add to this is going to be I've had some fish that I've caught many times and mm-hmm. one most notable is stupid the pike that I would catch this fish in the same hundred maybe I don't want to say hundred yard but maybe like fifty yard radius. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time I go over him, I catch him. That mm-hmm. was years ago, but mm-hmm. he was stupid, the pike. Yeah, and you would yeah. catch him. I would catch time. him. I caught him a lot yeah. in this hole. Same one. So, but I, you know, I, it's not a 55 by 27. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a, yeah. a, hell of a fish. <laughs> yeah. Kevin's a, already so. had said like two or three things that, I, that I'm interested in, you know, asking. Now, and, you know, we talked about this. Our November, a lot of times around here, I mean, we're, we don't deal with that. He, you know, he's fishing. You know, you're fishing. A, it's a totally different fishery than I. And we we don't have white fish and Cisco. You know what I mean? And Vance and sure. I talked about that. And, you know, when we went to Canada, I mean, it's so it's just so different. A lot of times, our Novembers are. I mean, we do get some of our heavy fish then, but uh, it's like you know, these are perch fed fish, and they just sort of. I don't. You know, November's not by any means the time that i really look forward to sure uh yeah i think vance feels the same way you know so it's a it's different fisheries different areas you, know, you gotta remember i mean that's a long ways i've been out there that's a long drive from here so it's a, it's a whole different fishery you're talking about and it's neat it's neat to hear about yeah. it you know and it feels that way too because it does take us like 20 hours to get it up it takes it, like 28 like, hours yeah. to get up there a different it's world, a whole other world yeah. We're, yeah we're in a different wow. world it's like a plane and then like a truck ride into the mountains and then llamas. Yeah. <laughs> to get you back. It, it, is t- it is tough. But 
I'll wrap up those power rankings here. Uh, if you want to get involved, send in your submissions. We'll get you guys in before, uh, well, before this time next year. Um, coming <laughs> Don't make in, any promises <laughs> here. <laughs> coming in at four, finally getting the boat ready. Three, the fix on the fly. Two, the night before the opener. And one, uh, working that fish and finally getting it uh, to bite, specifically in November. That was a beautifully painted picture. Oh, thank you. All right, so let's let's dive right into this one, Kevin. You've been, you know, we well we know quite a bit about yeah, you already. Guiding for thirteen guiding years. Thirteen years. So tell us. I, I guess let's let's start off with like the basics here. Um, what would you like people to know right up front who would book a trip with you? Okay, um, I would say you know the trip is it's really all about them, um, in, in which. Um, it should be obviously if you're hiring a guide, but you know, I, I will do everything in my power to accommodate them and to make sure that they have a fun, enjoyable and informative time on the water and, you know, to really kind of pick their brain. And, and, um, since I do have so many different resources up here, I have like a numbers lake that, um, you know, is, it doesn't have whitefish or tulip bees. It does have a lot of fish in it. So, I mean, if, if it's something like they want to catch their first muskie, we could go to a numbers lake or, you know, um, we could fish a trophy fishery where you got a shot at catching a really big fish. So, you know, I, I pick their brain and I try to try to find out exactly what they want and what they, what they want from me. Um, you know, so it's, it's more than just trying to, um, okay, take somebody fishing and, you know, meet me in my house and let's go here. Or let's go there. Um, so I try to, I try to find out what they want, what they want to get from me. And then I just go from there and I, and I say, well, what do you think about this? So, um, so there's really no surprises. And, um, and, and sometimes, you know, they may be older, uh, and have a hard time casting dates all day long. So I might suggest, Hey, come trolling with me june and the whole month of june that's really all i do in june is troll or you know the, the first week in november to to race up um so i i obviously i i guess uh, i try to accommodate their needs and and get them fish uh but uh but you know it's all obviously it's all about them so that's great so you you, you have what got it, you what, yeah. what, what what got you started into the uh into musky fishing um, so I, uh, I'm originally from Indiana. Uh, so, okay. uh, kind of near, uh, near Fort Wayne area, North, uh, kind of, I, uh, well from a town, um, called Kendallville. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard from it, but, or heard about it, but, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd always watch fishing shows and fishermen and, and, and I think, and my grandpa was a, he was a big pan fisherman. So he got me into fishing at a very, very early age. And, um, from there I, you know, I'd go out in the water with him and I just, I would just almost pretend that I was, you know, fishing a Canadian shield lake. And, and I told him I, I, and I wanted, I, I wanted to leave this area and move somewhere where there's a lot of lakes. So, um, yeah, fortunately my parents, when I graduated high school, they moved to Southern Minnesota. So. I guess I followed them and that got me a step closer to where I wanted to be. And, um, you know, one day I, I applied, uh, shortly after high school, I applied to Bemidji State University and 
I got accepted, which really I have no idea how I got accepted to college. Uh, my grades were horrible. <laughs> I think I was uh, like, uh, sad to say, um, I was like 14 from the bottom out of like 280 kids. <laughs> but oh, I mean, and I and I really in high school, I did not care. I did. I hated school. I hated. Yeah. I hate. I hated uh, authority, and and I butted heads with my parents a lot. Um, but you know, fortunately, I I got accepted to Bemidji State. Well, Bemidji itself is just surrounded by by lakes, and and there's uh, there's 300 lakes within a 30 mile radius. So I knew, hey, you know, I mean, this is an excellent place. I'm still in the United States. I'm not in Canada, but um, <laughs> this is a place where I want to be, and and I can see myself self living there and, and fishing, and then maybe going to school if I have time. So um, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, yeah. How, right? how did that work so out for I, you? Yeah, it worked out really well. I I went to college up here. Um, actually graduated the first semester. I was on academic probation, which I don't think think I told my parents about it. But um, well, you just um, did. <laughs> yeah, right. Just did. Uh, but you know, I mean, when I moved up here, I I literally packed my truck uh, full of stuff that I owned, and and I had at that time I did some fishing on Metro Muskie fishing on Metro Lakes. This is right around maybe two thousand, and um, and I packed everything in my truck and my boat, and I I moved up here so I could fish. Uh, so. Um, I found a place to live. I lived at a resort. So uh, when I was going to college my first year and went to college and uh, stumbled through my first year and did well second, third, fourth year and graduated. Um, now I'm a teacher and I, I obviously have my summers off. So um, okay, I got a question for you right there. Yeah, you hated you, you. You didn't like. I don't want to say hated. You were bottom five percent of your class. Now you're yes. teaching the classes. <laughs> yes, and and I. How does I, that uh, work? That's great. <laughs> well, you're obviously a good teacher. I mean, you've right. been, you've been uh, guiding. I have, for, a, I have a master's degree as well, which I yeah. I got a few years back. So and you're teaching yeah. every day on the water. Ain't too. life fun? Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, a, that's a okay. I, I just had to, and you, I, I, I also, I also enjoy how you hated authority, probably meaning teachers, and oh, you, you ended up becoming one. <laughs> and then you're oh, like, yeah. I hope and I don't I, have I a was, student like I me. I was not a kid that you wanted in your class, you know, that, you, that was that was yeah, so, pretty apparent. So that so. probably comes full circle. You see a lot of yourself in the in the classroom, probably like, yeah, oh, I do, I do, yeah. And I and I'm always, I, I think I'm one step, one or two step. Ahead steps ahead of those people <laughs> those kids, so that's awesome man yeah but uh but i love what i do um i think my calling was to uh come up here and then once i got up here i just kind of figured things out uh not only um not the lakes but just i think life in general um so i'm i'm teaching um 180 days a year teaching uh guiding 130 so I'm wow. a pretty busy person. Yeah, that's awesome. One day off a yeah. week. That is that's that's awesome, man. The day yeah. on the water, will, you'll you'll find yourself there. Yeah, I yeah. Would, you know, you will. You really will. Mm -hmm. So, fortunately, I've had I've got some pretty close friends up here that that help me, you know, uh, just find out things and in life in general. Since I my parents weren't really around, uh, you know, they are they live uh, well now they live in Florida, but. Um, 
Um, but yeah, it's, it was still, it was five hours from where they lived in Southern Minnesota to where I live in Northwestern Minnesota. So awesome. So you still have all those lakes around you. Like it's just like end, yeah, endless fishing yeah. up there. There's 300 within a 30 mile radius. Uh, so we do have the Mississippi river going through quite a few lakes in this region. So there's, there's muskies and lakes where there shouldn't be muskies and, and I think that's kind of cool as well. So there's there's a lot of lakes that are off the beaten path that really don't see any fishing pressure, um, as well as there's rivers up here too that have muskies. Uh, obviously, the Mississippi, the Big Fork River has muskies as well. Um, so pretty fortunate to have quite a few options. That is awesome. I'd say, yeah, 300 and within 30, there's some options there. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm pretty yeah. happy with my half dozen. Yeah. yeah. Within right, an hour. Right. Yeah, does that ever like blow your mind? Like, oh man, you know, what's it, going on in the other lake right now? Oh yeah, it does. And, and, you know, lakes that have very similar characteristics, they all turn on at certain times. So I can kind of count on, okay, well, if this lake's going, then this, this lake's going and, you know, and there's nobody fishing this lake is, is from what I've heard. So I, you know, I could, I could bounce around and, and I have fished, you know, three lakes in one day. So that option is definitely there. That is awesome. Okay, so let's just say I'm going to use myself as an example. I drive up to where you're at, and there's more water than land. How does one go about just picking which one to go to? Or, I mean, are they all equal? Is like a lake? Sure. Is a lake an acre, or does it need to be so many? I, you know, like I don't know. Yeah. Right. You know, um, a lot of our, our musky lakes, they're stocked up here. However, there are some that are natural. Um, but for the most part, a lot of our, our well-known and good musky lakes are stocked. Um, you know, and then you do have like leech and cast, which are both natural lakes. But, um, you know, you just, honestly, I would, I hate to, uh, to kind of pump my business, but I mean, you can call the local guy and say, Hey, I mean, where do you think I should yeah. fish? Or, you know, and even if I'm booked, I, that doesn't mean I'm just going to say, sorry, dude, I'm booked. I can't talk to you about muskies. Absolutely not. I'll, you know, I'll tell you general areas to fish. And I'd say, okay, well, Hey, go here and fish this lake and do that. And, you know, and, um, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, as a guide, you have to, help people on and off the water and, and if, even if you're booked you feel free to share information i mean obviously you don't have to share you know don't be at this spot at sunrise and throw this bait yeah yeah yeah, yeah you can give give people some direction so okay everyone you heard that free info <laughs> right right <laughs> but i mean kind of um going away from that uh, you know, just look at the uh, Minnesota DNR stocking reports uh, in the area for Lake Bemidji, Plant Anginat, Big Lake, Little Wolf Lake, Elk Lake, uh, Pokegama. There's there's you know, there's a ton of options uh, right around this area. Um, so and a lot of lakes that are very hard to pronounce. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. And and I mean, simple lakes that I think people would have a hard time well that people shouldn't have a hard time pronouncing like lake bemidji they call it 
Like, but me, G. Like, where is this coming? This me. Where's this me, G? Where's that coming from? You know, like, Mario <laughs> Brothers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Luigi. Luigi. So. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> okay. I mean, you. Well, typically, when you when you're casting, what are there? Your obviously, there's going to be go to staple baits. Absolutely. I mean, it, is there something that? What would you not leave home without? Okay. Um, you know. I would say, I mean, it's Minnesota. It's it's bucktail. These blades. these fish eat bucktails. You know, they eat blades. Uh, Kramer baits. I throw a ton of those Kramer baits. Those those new Revos. Uh, they're incredible baits, and it's it's something totally different that's never been seen before. And and there's guys catching fish on them right now in the last couple of weeks. Um, but you know something about bucktail I, I would say any bucktail but yeah rabbit squirrels kramer baits um those apache blades uh the triple blades um double cowgirls you know i mean going back to 2005 when i started first started using the double cowgirls those are those are the ticket and they still do catch a lot of fish every year so bucktails minnesota bucktails so Awesome. I mean, and, and it's it's completely opposite over here. If if you li- listen to any of the sure the podcasts, mm-hmm. it's like a just a a jerk bait area over here. I mean, but people, st- of course, muskies still eat bucktails over here like crazy. But yeah, I don't know when we're casting over here. It's jerk baits. Yeah, it's been many years since I've caught a fish on an inline. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. yeah. uh, it also <laughs> it also goes back to I don't fish that much. And I'm already I'm I'm in the rut that that we're in. It's, yeah. I mean, we don't even make a inline anymore. Mm-hmm. I did sure. way back way way before I teamed up with Todd. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. On hmm. uh, that's awesome that that Vermilion tournament that they did in the PMTT when with all those all those blades and stuff they caught up just a pile of fish and pile of big fish on blades it's just a completely different region out there it's so neat mm-hmm. you know it really is and um you know specifically you look at like a rabbit squirrel i don't know if you guys are familiar with what a rabbit squirrel looks like um mm-hmm. are you at yeah. all okay oh, yeah. um so oh, yeah. you know rabbit squirrel tanner tanner wild used to make them back in the day and uh billy beekner's got the company now but you look at those and they're it's like a what is that a five inch bait? It might be a five inch bait with. It's not very two, big, right? Two three aught hooks on it, and I caught mm-hmm. more big fish on that stupid bait than any other bait, any other single bucktail out there. So, um, and it's and it's it's got it's got that vibration and um, it it stimulates their their lateral lines and. Uh, yeah, I'm, you know Kevin Goldberg. He caught a fifty-four and a half with me in the figure eight on a rabbit squirrel bucktail. So, awesome. yeah, good old Kevin. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he gets out. That's yeah, awesome. and he spent a whole afternoon with us. <laughs> he did, yeah, <laughs> doing all those podcasts. Yeah, we have three yeah. of them with him. Yeah, Kevin's a good oh, dude. Well. So, uh, yeah. So what do you? Uh, when you when you're trolling up there, it's, it's just one rod mm-hmm. of man, right? It is, yeah, it, it is. And, um, you know, in June when I troll, I'll take up to four clients with me. So I'll run five lines. Um, and in June, it's all open water. 
So what these fish do is, is obviously they'll spawn shallow the first two weeks of May, and then they'll exit those spawning grounds and they'll suspend over open water. And the the herd won't really return until the last few days of June. So what those fish do is they'll just gorge themselves and, and um, out over open water and uh, and they won't move back into the shallow water until the cabbage weeds are up and there's perch and suckers and more bait fish in that shallow water. Um, and another thing that I think is, that is overlooked too is just besides the lack of physical structure is the, uh, the water temperature um, in that open water is the most consistent water temperature in the entire lake. Uh, you have the shallow water in the back bays that people you think, hey, I'm going to go and fish this in June and cast little uh, glide baits and little bucktails. Well, you might catch a fish or two doing it, but um, like that water, that's that's going to cool the fastest um, at night, and it's going to take it's going to warm up the quickest. But the most consistent water is that deep water. So um, I do troll that the entire month of June, uh, and I troll with just a variety of crankbaits. It could be 14 shakes. Uh, I troll obviously a lot of headlocks. Um, 10 and 12 inch headlocks and then I've experimented with some boss boss shads too um, you know there's uh, just any any minnow bait I love trolling big minnow baits anywhere from 11 to 14 inches so and shallow running too uh, nothing deep so I'll run I'll run baits 20 feet out and then a board um, 10 feet out then a board 30 feet out, 40 feet out on the shallow setting and then a board. So I like all boards. Um, <clears throat> we don't get a lot of fish to hit in the prop wash up here. And <clears throat> I do think that that's kind of more of an Eastern thing. Um, and that could be more of a thing that's, that's uh, you're trolling cover. You're not fishing that, you know, the, the, the vast open openness, you know, which is probably a reason why we don't get bit. Uh, in the prop wash, but uh, but I troll everything off of boards in June, and then when I troll again in November, it's all flat lines, it's all down rods, um, and I'm trolling quite a bit slower. I'm going about 2.75 um, versus three and a half to 3.75 in the in June. So uh, one line a person uh, in the in the spring in June. The June is uh, is our spring. <laughs> it may be summer down by you guys, but uh, but we still have frost sometimes in June. Wow. Um, so yeah, we uh, I'll run all boards in June and then down rods in November and just kind of slow my presentation down. And I'll also um, I'll, I'll choose different dates in the fall than I do um, in June as well. So yeah, one line of person. And you start. Just right out of the bat with big baits. I do, yeah. I, uh, you know, opener last year, I had a, a kid with me that got, I think a, it was a 50 and a half on a 14-inch jig. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, right right out the door, I'm trolling 14-inch baits on opening day. What's, <clears throat> excuse me, what's the smallest fish you've caught on a giant bait? Um... 
I would say maybe like a 38, 37. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Minnesota, we just, we don't have that. You know, it, it's, it's hard to explain. I think a lot of our smaller fish that are in these lakes, they'll use totally different structure um, than the bigger fish. Um, there is, there is a hierarchy in these lakes and the biggest fish take up the best spots. Uh, so, you know, possibly during that open water bite that I have in June, the smaller fish are located in totally opposite areas of the larger fish. So you might see the smaller fish, um, in those back bays and, and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, and then in, in the fall, you just, when you're trolling, you're using those big baits as well, right? Are you? Oh yeah. Yeah. The same size. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I use obviously a lot of headlocks and I'll use, um, say in the fall I would use, I like the matlocks better in the fall than, um, versus using those in the, uh, in the springtime, uh, June, I troll the regular headlocks in June because I think they just, they run, they run cleaner and they, they look better than the matlocks do going at quicker speeds. So I like that big, nasty wobble yeah. that the matlocks have um, at slower speeds, two and a, two and a half to 2.75. Hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Are you using uh, just, you know, one one big board on each side, or are you, actually, are you using inlines for these giant baits each? When uh, you know, I'll use the TX44s, uh, and I have... I have uh, heavy downrigger clips that I use in the back, and then um, the heavier TX44 board clips that I use in the front. But I have, I'll run all boards. If I have five rod or five lines, they're all on boards in June. Um, and I don't like to troll more than, I like, I'll troll three lines in November, but that's really about it. I, I don't really care to get four people on my boat in November. It's cause I don't run boards. Um, I'm going quite a bit slower and it's all, um, when I troll in, in November, it's all structure related. So I'm, I'm trolling, um, a structure adjacent to tulipy and whitefish spawning areas. And I'm trolling quite a bit shorter lines too. Um, so it's more precision type trolling, uh, in the fall than it is in June. June is just kind of fish the deep water, fish the deep holes, and fish deep water adjacent to um, adjacent to large pieces of structure. And then also if there's a deep water near a spawning bay, um, isolated deep water that's near a spawning bay as well. So, nice. yeah. Yeah, if you, if you really want to look silly – no matter how good you are at driving the boat, try running a board as tight as you can to structure. Your eye has <laughs> no like no point of reference. I've done it for many years on the river. And mm-hmm. like what I'm talking, my river is probably 120 feet wide. And I'm sure. running like a 50-foot spread going around <laughs> these logs. And it doesn't matter how many times you do it. You can never get – I mean, you're just – one big snag, you tear down the whole system, and you just get frustrated. But, you know, I'm sure there's some people that are really good at judging how far the board is and then looking at their their bearing and be like, yeah, I'm sure. going to miss that giant rock. 
I remember one time right. I, I rammed the, the, you know, I hit a buoy with the planer board. And I know other people have said that story, but I did. It broke the planer board line and it made a giant mess. And I looked very <laughs> silly. Yeah. It was a mast. It was a planer board mast board. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh sure. So, so a big, a big, like two foot board. Yeah, a giant board. Not. Yep. I was walleye fishing at the time, so it was a long okay. lines. You know, <laughs> you know, you just put like a reef runner 110 feet back, and you got three on that side. Yeah, and it, uh, uh, it you just look silly. So yeah, I, I know what you mean when you're like structure trolling. I'm like, yeah, either you run them boards really tight to the boat, mm-hmm. or you don't run them at all because it can be a nightmare real quick. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and fortunately, when I'm doing the open water deal with planter boards, there's nothing for me to hit. You know, there's I've got no I've got no snags in 60, 40, 60 feet of water, so that's that's kind of nice. And then you know that if something bites it, it's I mean it's going to be a musky. So nice. Um, yeah. Do you not do you not deal with do all pike? Do, yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, I'm just going to say I, like, do, do all your lakes have pike? I think most of them. They do. They do, but. Um, I would say the majority of our pike in these lakes, they're not big. Um, they're stunted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we had big pike, but you know, over something crazy in Minnesota, you're allowed in the winter, you're allowed to spear pike. So you're allowed to cut a big, a big hole in the ice and then truck spears and kill pike. So, yeah. you know, you have, yeah. you have like 30, 40 <laughs> years of that. Well, you know what? Uh, all the harpooners, as I like to reference them, they kill the largest <laughs> pike in the system. So there was a study done yeah. on Lake Bemidji that actually showed that over a like a fifteen year period, the average pike went from four point eight pounds to like one point seven pounds. You know, so oh, in a relative relative short time uh, time period, you know, you had all the harpooners killing all these large pike. Well. You know, when you kill all these large pike, you're not going to have big pike, obviously. Um, so, in those smaller pike, they're going to have to, they're they're forced to uh, to spawn at an earlier age, which just leads to stunted genetics, and it's all it's all created mm-hmm. by man. Um, so, that being said, we have a lot of small pike in these lakes, not a lot of big pike. So, the mm-hmm. the smaller pike do avoid the big baits. Nice. Hmm. That's a plus. That is a crash yeah. course on stunted pike. Yeah. We don't yeah. have spear yeah. in here. So like, I get, I, well, well, I can tell you, we went to, I was at Cast Lake at one time with Dale, uh, PMTT. It was a year after we, after we had won the, the uh, team of the year. So we got to go out first and we caught a couple nice muskies pre-fishing. So we went to that area and the boat, it was very close to where we took off. The boat was still taking out. And Dale and I were trolling with the Wiley lures, and uh, mm-hmm. the boats were still coming by us, and we were on about our seventh pike. We okay. were slaying <laughs> small pike in that lake. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, yeah. we did we did get some we, we did get some muskies free fishing, but uh, yeah, we were not running those giant baits. We were just uh, you know we were in a tournament trying to catch fish, doing what we do. But man. Sure. Like to me, to me, my my recollection when I went to Cass, it was like, oh my god, that place is pike infested, and they're all like less than two feet long. They're just sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> know, it's, it's not. I, w- I wouldn't say it's it's <clears throat> like that. Um, 
I don't catch a, we don't catch a lot of pike out there. Um, you know, and, and it could just be the areas that, that we fish or, um, you know, I think if there's a, a couple big muskies on those spots, there won't be any, any little pike, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so well, what's your bread, like, uh, you know, bread and butter lake, which one do you spend the most time on? You know, that's a really hard question because I, there isn't one that I spend the majority of my time on. Um, I fish Cast Lake a lot, uh, Plantagenet, Bemidji, a little bit on Big. Um, so, you know, there are certain times of the year that I that I fish like five different lakes. But, you know, I would say like Bemidji maybe 30% and Cast 30 and maybe Plantagenet 30, but I only got 90 there and 10% for other lakes. So, um, you know, I, there isn't one that, that I, that sticks out. So I fish, I fish those, those three primarily and, and then go elsewhere sometimes. Do, do you, you mentioned earlier about screwing around on rivers. Do, is that something that you do or not guiding? You don't. Right. I, I, um, I fish a little bit on the big fork. I haven't taken a trip there in a few years, but it's, uh, it's a couple hour drive from my house and. I mean, you, you are out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's, um, sign me up. There's a, there's <laughs> a stretch it. where maybe like in six miles, there's only one, one cabin. So, um, it's, it's wilderness. There's wolves, bobcat, um, you know, deer, obviously bears. It's and mosquitoes about the size of a silver dollar. Uh, so it's, uh, nice. bring your shotgun. It's pretty cool. It's a, a pretty cool experience and just hope that you don't have any equipment failures because if you do your phone probably won't work up there and there's nobody to come and bail you out at any of these cabins either the the wolves bears and bobcats will get you right absolutely so uh and that's and and it's really remote remote and you're dragging a 12-foot john boat up and down a hill and then you're throwing slinging your eight horse or nine horse short shaft kicker on it um yeah going up and down the river it's pretty sweet but uh but yeah it, that would be a total disaster to guide on you know i could only imagine <laughs> yeah so the things that could happen yeah, yeah. now you you mentioned uh several times about ranger what, what kind of boat you got uh i've got a 620 with a 250 yamaha got a big boat very nice. Yeah, it's a full full windshield. Very nice. No kicker. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. I've got a T eight on that. That works really well. I was just about to ask you how how well does that push that boat? Because that is kind of a bigger. You know, there's a lot of displacement yeah. there. Yeah, I would say I can get it up to about six and a half or seven. With in the weather. It, it, um, maybe not in the weather, but I would I would say there's there's never a time that that i i wish that it would have more power you know um up here in minnesota we don't we don't do anything fast as far as trolling we're we're like uh three and a half to maybe four four and a half mile per hour guys mm-hmm. um so it's it's nothing fast it's all fairly slow in yeah. comparison to out east yeah once again it's just uh you know different different areas different things going on i don't know if i've ever I've caught some muskies going below 
four miles an hour, but they were when I was walleye fishing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's different, man. It's totally yeah, different. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, and, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be slowed down my first day here coming up on Tuesday and I'll be doing four. That's, oh, wow. that's really slow yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, it's fast for me. It's like, wow, I look at these boards work. I look at those baits go at four. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you know, and um, in our lakes up here, like people always say, oh, burning bucktails, doing this, going really fast. Well, you know, like, like you're not really going fast when um, you're burning a bucktail. I don't, I don't know. I I believe I, I heard you guys talk about it once and. And the yeah. fastest you could get a bucktail going was help you know re- refresh refresh my memory if you would. I, I, I want to think that yeah, Andy. It was it was somewhere just crudely maybe around two miles an hour, maybe. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like ten yeah. inches a second yeah. or something is a mile an hour. So twenty inches right. a second. And how fast can you really crank a reel? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I get a kick out of people saying, "Oh, I was burning this bucktail so fast, and this this giant fish came out and smoked it." Well. You know, up here, I, giant fish, they don't move fast. You know, they're lazy. They don't have to move fast for food. Um, you know, they take the, the best the, the best uh, choke points, the best spots in the lake. They, they kind of set up on those spots, those ambush points. Um, and they kind of really have the, the, the pick of whatever they want. And they don't have to move fast. And when somebody's cranking a bucktail in, you are not going as fast as what you think. So, no, no. Yeah. I, I also like how the, there's this definition of burning bucktails in that there's no real hard data on any of that. One person could be having the slowest reel in the world, and if they're cranking as fast as they can, as many revolutions as they can, that's burning. And then you can have right. another guy with a really fast reel that's barely bringing it in. And they're like, well, look at the bulge of the blades. I'm burning this. And there's just, right. it is such yeah. a, a, a willy-nilly definition of what burning really is. Absolutely. It, so it's, you know, to me, yeah, you'd be like, yeah, I'm reeling as fast as I can. So I'm burning, air quotes, a bucktail. Air quotes. True. Yeah. 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 And and there's there, I, I there, there's not a bucktail that you can drop behind your boat if you're going to troll five five and a half like we do a lot that'll stay underwater unless you got like pounds of weight down in front right yeah and that's yeah. that's what you got to do so that that that's just showing that, that yeah 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 it's true they don't I, they, yeah, they don't and, I, and I do troll <laughs> I do troll bucktails it won't stay yeah. there yeah. Yeah, and I'll put I'll put uh, like four or six ounces of weight on a bucktail, um, and I and I will troll it actually in June. So we do troll blades. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe I'd say consistent, maybe fifteen percent of my trolling time. Um, and when you're putting four or six ounces and you're going three and a half miles per hour, that bait is probably getting three feet, four feet. You know? Yeah, it's it's, it's still it's right not getting deep at all. Exactly, the weight is hardly doing anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you pick yeah. up the speed, I mean, we see it when we go to St. Clair. I've, I've done tests. I can put six ounces of weight in front of something, but if you're going five, and I go see mm-hmm. where it hits bottom, you're talking about inches, maybe, of sure. difference because you're just, you're just, you know, you got to get up to eight plus ounces of weight to make a difference. 
Oh yeah, just, absolutely. Because it, it just needs stuff. Yeah, the the the, yeah. the the amount of lead you need increases the surface area, so it's it's actually putting more resistance. It's going to swing that bait. I mean, it it couldn't like Todd said, it could be a difference of a few inches, but really, the the, the resistance of the lead negates the effect of the lead. Like if you could put mm-hmm. invisible you know, no mass whatsoever, but it, there's like invisible weight on there. Yes, it would make a difference, but sure, it, it's like lead core. You know, I'm kind of more, I know I'm preaching the choir here, but there's people out there that really believe that if they run lead core at five miles an hour with certain crankbaits, that it's getting so much deeper. And I've gotten, Todd, you remember those arguments I've got on maybe mm-hmm. six years ago. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. just, I'm not going to dive into it, but yeah, generally... Generally speaking, you know, you really have to put, I mean, I even think of a downrigger. You have a 10, yeah. which is a 10-pound cannonball on that thing, <laughs> and, and go five miles an hour. It is not at 20 feet deep like you said it. It just isn't. Yeah. No. Sure. It's yeah. No. So, I trolled with the downriggers, you know, I had I had them on my boat before, and you crank it up to five, five and a half miles an hour, That you're, the downrigger line is sticking out almost as far as the... <laughs> you know, it's it's back it it's back at an angle almost like your line is. You know, is like, it wow. singing? I've never it's, gone five. You're twenty. Down <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tried. That's why I took them off the boat. They were too slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might work. For, they might work for me up here, going three and a half. Yeah, it might, but it's yeah. still <laughs> they're meant for more like one eight. Sure. So yeah. If, yeah. if if you get a, a client that says I want to, uh, you know, I'm after the fish of a lifetime i'm you know i've, I've caught a ton of fish I, I want i want a chance at a giant which which one of the lakes are you take them to uh i'd say fish with me on bemidji during a peak time and then hire me for more than one or two days hire me for like three or four days mm-hmm. you know so i've done some groups um two different groups of italians uh one group for 10 days and one group for eight days before and um those everybody in those groups um if you're hiring me for that long well fortunately they all caught 50 inch fish so um, wow that's that's pretty cool that's great okay <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, eight it's, and it's ten not days. it's not because i'm a good fisherman it's because of the lakes that i fish well that's not what you want to say if you're selling it, so. this yeah that's not what you <laughs> yeah. want to say. <laughs> yeah yeah you got a good yeah, grasp great, on what's man. going on up there and and uh yeah. Cass Lake, that's on the uh, the PMTT trail. Uh, are you thinking of doing that tournament? I am doing it. Yeah, I'm fishing it with a, uh, a uh, one of my really good buddies from Wisconsin. His name's Andy Grimm. Him and I are going to fish it. We've uh, fished Cass Lake together quite a few times before, and he does come up here every year. And um, he's a, a an angler that I've known for maybe oh boy, I'd say twelve years. Him and I have been really good friends, so um, you know, he's he's a hard charger and and he loves fishing plastic, so that's the the perfect lake to do it on. Awesome, awesome. Now, do you have any crazy stories or anything from your years of guiding? I do. I've got uh, I've got a, a pretty pretty crazy story of uh, a client named Tom. <laughs> so, um, real name or fake name? Awesome guy. Um, never caught a muskie you know and he's he's hardcore he's uh um i would say he was probably in his 50s at the time um hardcore guy 
very enthusiastic and, and extremely motivated, which uh, um, usually with, with uh, people that age, not that he was old by any means, but people that age don't didn't have his drive. Um, but so he was really driven. He's, he, uh, he was fishing with uh, uh, another friend of his whom I know named Jim. And, um, you know, right away in the morning, I, I, I'm okay. So I, they met me at a gas station and this is when I had my Ranger 620 tiller. Uh, and you know, I, it's probably four 30 in the morning. It's the first week of July. I'm really tired or maybe, maybe the, the last week of June, I'm really tired. And I think I've probably been on 30 days straight or some crazy, uh, stretch like that. And, um, you know, and sometimes in the morning, I just don't really know where I'm at. I don't know what I'm doing. And um, <clears throat> so I pull up to the gas pumps, and I like to fill my boat and my truck up at the same time. Um, and, you know, and when I do it, I have to get I have to get the equal distance. And everything has to be perfect, perfectly line up, because I, I don't have a – I might only have a, a two-foot uh, margin for air there. And um, You mean you, you don't lay so the they, pump down on the ground like I've done? And then drive forward a little bit and then pick it back up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I don't do that. But uh, you know, and they met me there at the gas station, the holiday gas station, right between uh, Lake Bemidji and Lake Irving, and and uh, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get some gas here really quick, and and I said, throw your shit in the back of the the Ranger, and um, they put a couple bags in there, I think, and. And, um, you know, when I, uh, there's a four thirty in the morning in Bemidji, there's some pretty shady people, <laughs> you know, there's either hardcore fishermen or <laughs> shady people at the gas stations and the shady people have probably been up for two or three days. And, you know, <laughs> the, the typical, the typical shady tweakers people. that you yeah. would run into anywhere. Shady people, um, yeah. <laughs> so, and then there's like a guy over my shoulder that's getting gas, it, 70 feet away with a hood on and i'm kind of like looking at him and i'm wondering you know what's this guy what's he on or he just kept looking at me like all um paranoid maybe and and then he was kind of near my boat and, and then um i had to pull up a little bit um to get both pumps going and one in the truck obviously and one in the boat and when I did that, uh, Tom just starts screaming, holy balls, you know, and, and holy balls, holy balls. And I'm thinking this, my client just got stabbed. You know, I didn't hear a gunshot, but you know, I'm assuming he got shot, got stabbed or, you know, something traumatic happened, happened to Tom. Why else so, would you sit scream holy yeah. balls? And I have no idea what I didn't, I didn't hear an argument. I didn't hear anything. So then I get out. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? So I look, and this is on my passenger side, and I'm obviously on the driver's side because I pulled up maybe a, a foot or two. Well, here I ran over his foot. <laughs> you ran over Tom's foot. <laughs> I ran over Tom's foot. I ran it over. His foot is under the rear wheel, passenger wheel of my Ranger Trail trailer with a 620 sitting on top of it. Uh, that's like uh, 3,000 pounds? More yeah, than that. yeah. I mean, that's, it's got to be, rig, but... you know. And then I, I've got that just in case box that probably weighs two thousand pounds itself with like five hundred baits in it. So <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, it's right over his foot. He's like, "Holy balls! Holy balls!" Screaming, "Holy balls!" The top of his lung. 
lungs. And <laughs> so then, uh, you know, I, I was smart and, um, I backed up. I didn't, I didn't keep going and like, like hop over it like you would a log. So I, I backed up, I realized I was on it. Um, and then he just like sat down and I thought I broke his foot. You know, I was, I was pretty confident that I, that I smashed his foot to pieces. So, um, so he said he was okay, but his shoe wouldn't fit his foot because it was so swollen. So, oh, I thought you shrunk the shoe by crushing it. Oh, my goodness. No, no, yeah. I mean, when you smash flesh and muscle inside of a something, I'm, yeah, it, it, was, uh, wow. it was swollen. I mean, it was really swollen. It looked like he, I, I don't know what it looked like. It looked pretty gross. So That's a trolling day. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but and this was like right away in the morning. It's his first thing in the morning. So I mean, he's we get out in the lake, and then he's got like he's got a, his his foot halfway in his shoe. So like uh, so he's got maybe three inches or four inches in the shoe that would actually fit in the shoe, and then the rest is just kind of hanging out. And, probably, and it looked pretty nasty. I probably would have ditched the shoe rather than having a half a foot in it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, why this guy uh, is so driven and dedicated. He went through that. He was he was excited. He loved it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we were fishing all morning. We didn't catch a fish. Um, I think we, we had some, some big fish that we were going back to. And um, <clears throat> then I meet him that evening, and I think it's even more swollen, you know, because the, the time goes on, and... And he's hobbling around, and you know it's it's like sunset, and he, he's casting the magic rabbit squirrel, the gold the gold blade with the purple hair, and and on the figure eight he catches a like a fifty four and a quarter, fifty four and a half. Wow! Oh, First musky smash yeah. foot on a bucktail on the figure eight. <laughs> now, yeah. Yeah. since you were at a gas station, I have to ask, did you not go in and buy the 10-pound super bag of ice and be like, this is going to be your shoe for today? You know, I <laughs> I, I think we did ice it. Uh, you know, he'd have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe we did ice it that day. I don't know if it was right then or if it was a few hours later or whatever, but, uh, but ice was definitely purchased. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't yeah. feeling any pain when he hooked that fish. No, no. I mean, he was he was kind of hobbling around the boat when he was fighting it, but I mean, he, <laughs> that was if he could if he could stop the hobbling, he would have. But it was that, yeah, his his foot. I thought was broken. That had to be it. relief for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had all his toenails. I think his big toenail was definitely questionable. Oh my goodness! Well, yeah. you, like you're cleaning out the boat. Like a week later, you're like, "What is this potato chip?" Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so you pop it in your mouth. You're like, "Oh my gosh! I think I made a mistake." Oh, that's disgusting. That's a toenail. <laughs> so you still you're still on good terms with this guy? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a he's a great guy. He is. Uh, I talk to him every now and then, and uh, I think that story was actually ran and. Uh, in a musky magazine years ago. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. I'd love it. Still is his biggest fish, first fish, obviously his biggest fish. So it's well deserved. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, Kevin, let's, uh, let's get your plugs out there again. Okay. Um, you know, Kramer tackle, Minnesota. I'm a, I'm a bucktail guy. A lot of guys in Minnesota do fish bucktails. Um, Kramer tackle, 
I love Mike's baits. They're they're all incredible baits. We've caught tons and tons of big fish on them. Um, <clears throat> rabbit squirrel ducktails, uh, monster lures, Billy Beekner, rabbit squirrels. You know, it kind of speaks for themselves. They're small baits and they pack a big punch. Um, Duff Theory, supernatural big baits. When it when it comes time to troll, Duff's my man. He makes some incredible crank baits, and over the years we've been fortunate to catch a lot of personal bests with with his buck or with his crank baits rather. Uh, Lake X topwater baits. John makes incredible topwater baits, um, which is you know one of the reasons why nobody can really get them right now. They're hard to hard to come by and excellent plastic durable topwater baits um and he's you know he's will be doing some great things here in the future but i'm not going to spoil that um and uh yeah those are those are my guys um you know there's a lot of basement builders too that i've bought baits from as well um but uh but those are my the brad hoppy cowgirl supermodels obviously bucktails a lot supermodels and, and double tens so awesome. yeah yeah and it's where can, where can the people get a hold of you again uh kevin conquering guy.com uh, my facebook website is probably the most active out of all my uh media accounts but uh but yeah um my phone number 507-456-9023 uh, Instagram, Kevin Cochran Guide. So, yeah, I'm out there. Check Perfect. them out, guys. Yeah, check them out. Uh, also, check out <clears throat> Boss Shad's BossShad.com. I think I said net at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was old. That is old. The new store is BossShad.com. You can also find them at Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. They have a Facebook page, Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. They also have an online store if you want all your standard Boss Shad colors and most of the sizes. I don't want to say all because there could be all, but most of the sizes. Because I still, I, there were some baits that I saw at the, the Musky Max that I didn't even know he made. Mm-hmm. So some of those things I think are short run. But if you're looking for crankbaits, check out Boshad, boshad.com, and also on Facebook. And Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, Vance and Todd. They'll take you out, have a good time. And uh, dates are filling fast. Check them out there. St. Croix Rods, Best on Earth, Fatty Z Muskie Products, and fattyzmuskie.com, and on Facebook. If you're looking to set up your boat, now's a great time before the season starts. We make... Rod holders, we also can point you in a good direction for track. We have really nothing in stock for that right now. Um, Very popular. We have the new extension bracket. I have a video up on Facebook. I'm going to say went musky viral. I have almost 11,000 views on it. So check that out. And jerk baits, swim baits, and glide baits, that's all us. So... um, also, check out that tournament if you want to get involved. Chautauqua Lake Showdown, June 10th on Chautauqua Lake. Muskie's Inc., Chapter 69. Zach Baker's running it. Get a hold of him. I love it. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing. <laughs>